you guys are in for a treat with this episode. So I've been wanting to bring you guys guests. And especially this year, my goal with the podcast has really been to drive home the importance of your income and just how powerful of a tool that can be on your way towards paying off debt, building up savings, whatever your financial goals are for the year. And there 100% is a place to say, what I need is to just manage the money that I have better But I also know that for a lot of you, you are managing your money and your struggle has been there's just not enough of it. And making extra income in this season could really serve your family towards your financial goals. But maybe you're just not sure what that looks like. So I'm so excited to bring you my friend Lizzie today. Lizzie's a doula and a childbirth educator, and she's just really passionate about helping moms who want to feel empowered and confident for birth. So she runs her business online and she also does some things in person as well. And she's a podcast girly. She hosts a podcast that just recently hit 100,000 downloads, which is a freaking huge deal. And it's amazing. Her podcast is called Unapologetically Unmedicated. And she also, in the middle of all of that, homeschools her three children. So here's our conversation. I think you guys are going to love it. And I think you're going to take away some great things to help you if you're considering starting a business from home or looking into additional income streams. Hey friend, welcome to Money Mindful Moms. I'm Krista Nalgian, wife and mom, and firm believer that moms with money skills will change the world. I know that you are sick of feeling limited by money, but you also don't want to wait until your kids are older to be able to do fun experiences with them. You want to find a way to transform your relationship with money once and for all. If you're ready to ditch debt, have overflow at the end of each month, and be able to spend money on what's most important to you, you're in the right place. Pop in those earbuds, go reheat your coffee, it's time to dive in. All right, I am so excited, you guys, to have my friend Lizzie here on the podcast as our first ever guest, too, so that's very exciting. Um, and I, in the very beginning, I shared a little bit more about Lizzie, but Lizzie, before we even dive into all the things when it comes to being a mom who has a business from home, I wanted you in your own words to share a little bit more about yourself. So tell the people all the things. Sure. I am so honored to be your first guest. And this is really outside my comfort zone because not podcasting, but being on a money mindful mom, I only am really, I think have the mom part down out of those three M's, but um, I'm really excited to be here and to chat with you. I love chatting. I mean, we have fun talking all the time and I love talking business, but I am a mom of three. We actually have four. So we're a blended family. Um, we live in the Bay area of California. I homeschool my three, three of my four babies. Um, and I also run my own birth business. So I have like an online portion and then I have an in-person portion. I'm a podcast host. Um, yeah, that's me. I love it. And it's kind of fun because I assume moving forward, I'm going to have lots of guests on here that I don't know that well, but I feel like I know you pretty well. And I get to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of 
you working and being a mom and homeschooling and all of the things. And I just felt like you were such a good person to bring on here to um, give a little more information to moms who are really wanting to increase their income this year and looking for just maybe out of thinking out of the box and not just the standard. Do I need to, you know, go do Instacart or what do I need to do to be able to provide for my family? So um, will you share with them a little bit more about you worked full time when you first started your business, right? So can you tell them a little bit more about that transition from like starting your business, like a baby business to Mm -hmm. then moving into it being your full time? Yeah. So I actually, I actually didn't work full time when I started the business that I'm in now, but let's rewind back to when I, when I did work full time. So I used to be a teacher. I used to teach high school math. And, um, at that point, I think I taught for five years and, and all of almost all of those five years, I was a single mom. Okay. So I'm a single mom. I have a teacher's income, which is kind you know, it's hard, right? I live in California. I have student loans. And this was around like my second or third year of teaching. And I started thinking like, oh gosh, I really need more income. Like it's not necessarily, you talk about this, right? Is it an income issue or is it an outgoing spending issue? And for me, it truly was an income issue, right? Single teacher salary. And so I started thinking like, what else can I do? And I had kind of briefly thought like, oh, maybe I'll go back and work at the coffee shop that I used to work at before I was a teacher. And, you know, I, I loved, I loved that job. I thought that was a fun one. One of my favorite, uh, like retail style jobs, not working for myself, right. Working for someone else, but I didn't want to, I already was at work five days a week and away from my daughter five days a week. Right. And I absolutely did not want to take any more time away from her. And so that, that was out of, out of the question. And that's when I started doing social selling. Um, so that was kind of my first, like dip my toes into kind of entrepreneurship. And I'm so thankful for that because that really gave me a lot of skills and a lot of confidence to step even further than that and actually start my own business. So when I transitioned into leaving my full-time job, I hadn't started my birth business yet. But I had this kind of buffer of, okay, I had been social selling for a few years. I knew I could bring in money that way to give us, you know, it it was not the plan. The plan was not for me to leave my full-time job. That wasn't, that wasn't the plan. It also, you know, we were, we were kind of relying on having two incomes. Thank goodness we didn't like strap ourselves to a mortgage or anything crazy like that. So it was a little more doable for us, but um, having that social selling in place and, and bringing in income that way gave me, I don't think my husband cared as much as me because he, his, his mindset is always like, I can go make more money. I can go make more money, you know? Um, but that gave me a a little bit, it, it made me feel a little more confident in leaving my job to stay home while still having some income that I could bring in. And that's when I really, that transition, like, okay, I no longer have my full-time job. I'm going to go like all in. And that's when I started, you know, I did it like a doula training and I started taking clients. This was also right in 2020. So when people stopped having doulas, right. But I uh, quickly like pivoted to doing um, education and birth education online. And I mean, I shouldn't say quickly. It, was, it wasn't that quick. Like it 
was, it was a long, you know, I had to kind of get my bearings and like, okay, I have a business now. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I started doing like consulting first. So just kind of anytime I was having a great conversation with someone being like, Hey, I'd love to get you in for a, a 30 minute consult and we can talk more. And that's how, that was honestly how I got my first income was doing consults in my birth business and doing, um, you know, my social selling as well. And then it just gradually started being more in the birth business. And I ended up launching a course. That's where a bulk of my, my revenue comes in from my course. So I took that one-to-one model and made it a one-to-many model. And now I don't do, I don't do the social selling anymore. I just don't have time for all of that now. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like so many moms could probably see themselves in that, like running through their head of like, what could I do? Can I go back to my old job? Mm-hmm. Do I go the social selling route? And, and also too, I love that you shared that how it started looks a lot different than it does now, because I think in the world that we live in, we hop on Instagram and we see a lot of people who are way farther along in the business building process than we are. And so we assume that that's what it looks like from day one, which just isn't the case. And if you're comparing yourself on day one to what somebody's doing on year five, you're just setting yourself up to be discouraged and disappointed. So can we talk about those early days of what your business looked like in the beginning? Like what was your focus and how did you, I mean, I know you said you shared, you shared with the one-to-one was kind of your business model at the time, but what did those early days really look like? Yeah. And I'm glad you pointed that out too, because I even think like where I am now, like I mentor other doulas in kind of getting their online business set up or, or any sort of online business mentor. I think we even forget where we started because the the questions that I get all the time, like, okay, how do you build a course? How do you start a podcast? And I didn't start out with that, right? I started out learning these social selling skills. I started out learning how to talk to my phone and talk to my stories, right? That was the first skill I learned was like putting myself out there. If we jump straight to how to start a podcast, you're skipping over all of this stuff that I did kind of before I really started my business that has a huge impact on like where I am today. And if you think like that was, I started social selling in 2017. So it has been a long game. Um, where were we going with this? Oh, the so the early days of my business, right? Um, it was a lot of learning. So I was still learning a lot in terms of birth work and birth support and um, birth education. So I was doing a lot of learning, a lot of research, trainings, that sort of thing. And then I was really just building my community. And so that looked like being a doula on Instagram now, instead of just being, you know, Lizzie, the mom, and I was doing like fitness social selling. So I did a lot of like fitness, it kind of morphed into like, okay, now, and it it literally was as simple as like, drawing the line in the sand and saying today, I'm a doula. And I'm going to start talking about birth, it worked out really nicely that I also was in a time of my life where I, I had a a, a one-year-old and I had just around that time also found out I was pregnant. So it was a nice, easy transition to go from sharing about my life, which is kind of like the influencer, social selling kind of way that you present yourself online to kind of changing into more like, okay, I'm a business and I have a service and I talk about this one thing. 
And that, that is what I did. I focused a lot on social media and having that be my identity and really being the expert, like establish, not, not being shy about it and being like, oh, I kind of know this stuff about birth, but being like, no, if you want to learn how to have an unmedicated birth in the hospital, you need to come talk to me because I'm the expert, which that's, that's who I help, right? That, that is actually my, my niche, but um, really establishing myself as the expert and having a presence online and not, I mean, sure, there's imposter syndrome. I have it every day. I had it before coming on this podcast to be like, what am I going to talk about? What do I really know what I'm doing? But like doing it anyways, right? Like, okay, that's backstage is my imposter syndrome. And front stage is I am a doula. I'm a birth educator and just presenting myself as that because we really don't give ourselves enough, enough credit. So really that's where I started was building that community online. And then when you know, I start, I start to kind of build this community and I have moms coming to me, asking me advice. That's when I kind of started pitching myself as like, Hey, you know, if you, I I would love to talk more about this and give you the support that you need. Would you like to book a a one-to-one call? And so I just did like one-off calls like that for, for a while. And I mean, they were sporadic. I was not booked out. Okay. It was like here and there a couple times a month, maybe. Right. And then And then I decided to, I started getting moms asking me, do you do birth education? I would love to do birth education with you. And that is when I I took five clients and I did a one-to-one birth education with them. Um, And that was my first big ticket. And I'm doing air quotes because I sold myself way too short. I charged them $100 for a birth class, which is now is just crazy to me that I would charge so little for, for doing one-to-one support. Cause it was several hours long. And it was also when I did, when I did those one-to-one classes that I realized like, I can't do this one-to-one, like this is, this is a lot of work. And so, you know, cause it was, I would spend four hours with them and then we weren't even done yet. And I would have to be like, okay, let's reschedule for another day. And I was so tired from talking so much. So that was when I really changed my model to like, okay, I need to take what I'm teaching and pre-record it and then send it out there. Um, and when I launched my first like round of my course, this was in, this was in 2021. And in 2021, the online business world and Instagram was a lot different than it is now. Everyone was home. Everyone was buying online courses. Everyone was on Instagram. Reels were brand new. It was really, you know, I don't want to say it was all luck, but I did have some of those things working in my favor. Um, And when I launched my course, I enrolled 12 moms in my first round of my course, which is insane. Like that's, that's crazy. And it was really around that time when I started switching to birth education that my Instagram also, my audience grew a lot more than it's ever grown. It's never grown like that again. (laughs) That was the, that was the algorithm luck of 2021. Um, but now, you know, it's, it's, it's not growing like it was then, but it is so steady And the women that are there are coming and, and they're enrolling still. Right. So even though we're not seeing kind of the same um, I think of like the doulas that I mentor where we're just, you're, they're just getting started and they're like, how do I blow up my account? And it's like, okay, that's not the goal anymore. That was, that was the old goal in 2020, 2021. And now we're just trying to find our people and build our community. 
so good. And I think uh, when you said about how sometimes we are looking so far ahead instead of looking at those initial things. And, you know, you and I, we took a sales course together. And one of the things that they talk about is how that sales is like the most important part. Like none of those other things really matter if you don't have a business yet. And I think we get so like, do I need to take brand photos? Do I need, like, do I, what do I need? And we get so big picture that we forget like, Hey, what is like the very first thing that I need to do? And it probably involves selling somebody something if I want this to be a business. So I love that you shared that. And then also just that things change and ebb and flow. And so if we're looking at Instagram or whatever the new platform is as, you know, a, an evaluation of how we're doing, that's not always accurate. So I, I love that you shared that. So that's what business looked like in the beginning. And you shared a little bit about what it looks like now. So because I know that moms love practicals and tangibles, and they probably yeah. are wondering in their minds, like how to make this work. Can you share how you navigate this in this season of life as a busy mom, as a homeschool mom? Like, how do you do it all? I'm sure you get asked that a lot, but how I do know. You do it all? I, yeah, I do get that question a lot. And I always say, I always say, I don't know. <laughs> that is, I mean, truly, I don't know. It's just literally like one foot in front of the other. And I also don't know the answer to that because I'm not doing it all like that. It, there is no answer to that. The answer is that it, I'm not, I, I don't, I definitely don't do it all. Um, like there's lots of things I wish I, even that I like want to do. And I wish I had more time for that. I just like, don't like, I'm not reading fiction books. Okay. I'm not, don't have the gardening down. I just figured out sourdough like this month. That was one of my gardening and sourdough are like my two personal goals for the year. And so I just figured out sourdough barely. I used to say before, like, oh, I don't even make my own sourdough because in my like community, the, the, the moms that want like unmedicated birth, the homeschool moms, they all garden and they all do their sourdough. And I'm like, nope, I buy my sourdough from the store, <laughs> right? Like I am not doing it all. Um, so that that's part of it is, is I'm not doing it all. And what you see like forward facing is also just, I mean, it's not a lie. It's, it's the truth, but you're not seeing like me behind the scenes, dropping the ball, right? Missing this email, missing, not having my house clean, being behind on laundry, freaking out to my husband because, you know, X, Y, Z is driving me nuts that day. Right. So that all exists, even though it's not like forward facing, but really it's just, I mean, one foot, one foot in front of the other, what's like the next, like most important thing that needs to be done and my block schedule. So like having a block schedule that tells my brain, like what we're focusing on is imperative because, and even with the block schedule, I still do this sometimes and I have to like really reel it in because because we're at home. I'm, I am at home. And what's at home with me, my all my house obligations, like my, my chores, all of the feeding of the, the children is here. Um, the schooling of the children is here in front of my face. The work is here and it's in front of my face. And so it gets really hard sometimes to be to know, like which one to do. And it's so easy to be like, okay, well, while I'm cooking dinner, I'm also going to be like, responding to emails, right? 
And so having a block schedule really helps me to not do that because when I'm doing that, it's so, I'm like burning dinner, right? So, something is not getting done the, the, to the, the, the capacity that I want it to get done. And so having a block schedule really helps. So I have like a couple of hours in the morning that I will focus on work and I'm not doing anything else. I'm not worried about the kids. You know, they're sleeping for some of that. So that's part of it is waking up and like literally starting work. The first thing I do is I start work. Um, but I do that so that when nine o'clock comes around, I can focus on them. I can focus on, okay, getting us ready and dressed. Then from 10 to noon, we can focus on just homeschooling. And that if I, if I don't get that work block in or that work block gets interrupted by laundry or something else, then what am I doing when I'm tr- supposed to be focused on the kids? I'm thinking about what I didn't get done in my, in my work block. Right. So really have I, and I have to give myself a pep talk. I have to be like, okay, we're only focusing on work. And then when this, you know, when it's seven 30, I'm shutting the laptop because it's also so easy to just finish one more thing, or maybe I didn't even get to finish the thing and I'm trying to finish it. But when I can stay consistent with those blocks and stay focused on the thing that is the priority for that block, that's when I have the best day. Cause I feel like I got a lot done in my work and maybe it wasn't even a lot, you know, but I got something done from work. I was present with the kids. They weren't getting half of me. Right. Um, those are really, those are my two <laughs> and maybe the house is kind of running smoothly. So that's the other thing is, I I think of my job and, and homeschooling and being a mom as the job. Like if I was at a nine to five, I wouldn't be grocery shopping. I wouldn't be doing target runs. I wouldn't be mopping the floors. And so I don't do those things when, when it's nine to five, I don't do those things when it's nine to five, I do it outside of the, of the nine to five. So on the weekends or like when my husband's home or like before I start my work block in the morning, I'll like start the laundry or something like that. So I try really hard to not let chores take over my day because they will, <laughs> because they will. And I'll, I'll let them, I mean, I do have to kind of clean up the kitchen just to keep things flowing in terms of feeding everybody, but um, really having those boundaries and like, what, it, what am I working on right now is the only way that I can stay sane. <laughs> Totally. And, you know, even I'm like, I need to write this down because even this past week, I had so many of those burn whatever's on the stove moments, not even just like burning what's on the stove, but like I was trying to fit things into the nooks and crannies and thinking that was a good use of my time. But then like something happened to my brain this week and it just, it, it just didn't work. So I'm glad that I heard that from you because that is that reminder for me that no, it's okay to just completely shut it off when that block is done and not feel the need to fill every single nook and cranny with something work related for sure. And I think what I heard you say too, for the moms who are listening and who may be just beginning a business is that you will find your rhythm and it might not be Lizzie's rhythm. It might not be my rhythm. But if you're jumping into it, expecting for all the dominoes to fall perfectly in the beginning, it's not going to happen that way. You have to like figure out what works for your family and what doesn't. And that rhythm constantly changes, which is so frustrating because it's like right as soon as you feel like you have it down, 
it changes. <laughs> so you, you have to be like willing to like, okay, readjust. Like I used to only work, I used to not work in the morning and I used to work during nap time. And then my daughter, my youngest dropped nap time. So then I lost that time and I had to readjust. I added another homeschooler. So now I have a little bit more homeschooling tasks. So that time got stretched out, but yeah, yeah. And you also can't, it has to be a rhythm. It, it, oh, it's so hard. It's such a hard balance between how much structure and how much flow, right? Because I have to constantly be telling myself also, like, you're not going to get it done. It, this isn't about completing. Like, this is about working your day, like just going through your day. Because if I am worried about like, okay, I need to finish. Like, you know, your, your house is never completely clean, right? Like you're just, you're always doing the laundry. That's what it is. Like you're always doing something for work. You're always doing your laundry. You're always doing something for the kids. And I think it's my like very type A, like I'm very much all or nothing kind of mindset. I'm like, well, I didn't get it done. And so I constantly am also having to tell myself like, it's okay. It's a flow. You're going to get back to it tomorrow. Like it's not the end of the world. Absolutely. So as we finish this up, if you could leave moms with any words of encouragement, if they're considering just needing to add an extra income stream and not really sure what that could look like, maybe they've kind of boxed themselves in and haven't really thought of something different or like really exploring what their passions are and how they could monetize that. Like, what would you want to share with any moms who are feeling nervous about just giving something a try? Yeah. Again, with like the perfectionist, right? The perfectionist moms, I have to get it right. It has to be the thing that I do forever. And like, that's just not true, right? You just, you need to just try something and put it out there and see what happens. See if you like it. See if it works. See if it flops. Adjust. Try again. Like, literally, that's all I've been doing, right? Like, we started with social selling income. Then I did one-to-one income. I've done affiliate work here and there. I've done um, ads, like trying to do ads for people, on, like accounts on my social media collaborations. I've done a course. I've done workbooks. Like, just try it. Like, that is literally what being a business is. And the other thing with trying is nothing is forever, if you don't like it, if it doesn't work, then you just go for it again. Nothing's permanent. You're not tied to, to, to anything. I mean, even to the point of leaving my full-time job, like I could go back to that full-time job if my business was a mistake, you know, but it ended up being, I mean, I'm, I'm never going to go back to that full-time job because I can see how, I don't want to say easy it is, but how accessible it is to make income from home in all of these different kind of ways. I love the word accessible. Um, and I think especially if you're willing to put yourself out there and stay the course. And I think that's really the key is that so many people are so quick to have a bump in the road and give up. But I love that you shared how many pivots you made mm -hmm. over the course of this thing. Because I think, we, like I said, we hop online, we see the big picture, mm -hmm. and we don't see all of the twists and turns that it took to get there. So I really think you did such a beautiful job of encouraging so many moms, myself included. Um, I'm definitely this week, I'm going to work on my block schedule a little bit of stick, actually sticking, like I actually put it in my calendar, but sticking to it is a different yes. thing. So I'm going to work on sticking to it this week. So Lizzie, can you just share with everybody how they can find you um, in like what places do you hang out and um, all the things? 
Perfect. Yeah. So I'm, it, it's basically Fierce Lizzie everywhere. Instagram, my website are both Fierce Lizzie. My podcast is called Unapologetically Unmedicated. And I also have, that is also a another, inst- don't go to that Instagram. Just go to Fierce Lizzie. If you want to check me out on the podcast, Unapologetically Unmedicated on the podcast. Perfect. And we'll link all of that in the show notes too. So thank you, Lizzie. This Thanks, was so Krista. fun. Thanks for yeah. hanging out. And um, I'm sure we'll have you back soon too, because we're working on the money thing. I know you said in the beginning, you're not, you're not the money part, but we're working yeah. on it. So I'll have you we back are. when we're done. Absolutely. <laughs> I would love that. Okay. All right. Thanks everyone. If this podcast episode encouraged you, would you take just two minutes to rate and review the show? It really is the best way that you can say thank you. And while you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag me in it because I would love to hear from you. It really is the best way that we can get the word out to other moms who could use some encouragement. I will see you back here real soon. Be blessed and have a powerful day.